This is Mom Goals. With world-class professional soccer player, Allie Long. My guest today on Mom Goals is Nikki Odin. Nikki is a mom coach who runs YourIdealMomLife.com. She's the host of the Love Your Mom Life podcast and author of the new book, But Definitely Wear Mascara, hacks that help you love your mom life and yourself a little more. Nikki's also the mother of two kids. Here's my conversation with Nikki Odin. First, tell me about your journey from being a lawyer to a mom coach. I was practicing commercial litigation for a really large international law firm. And that's just a fancy way of saying that I got paid to go to court and argue about money all day long. (laughs) And although it was kind of fun, you know, to talk to judges and wear pencil skirts and heels and feel a, a little bit important, it was a huge grind. I was really stressed out. I was in my late 20s. I didn't have the perspective I have now. And so when I became pregnant with my first child, I looked at my husband and I said, I don't want to do this forever. I don't see this arching over the horizon for me. I'm just so stressed out. And he was like, okay, so quit and I'll take care of us. And I was like, okay. Like I didn't didn't think that was on the table. (laughs) And I know how how blessed I am that Mm -hmm. we were in that financial situation. So when I gave birth, it was really easy for me, honestly, to come back, to take my maternity leave and come back and be like, peace out. I'm going to go be a stay-at-home mom, and I'm going to be awesome at it. And I just thought, you know, I'm a good lawyer. I'm really type A. How hard can it be to raise a kid? Right? I know. You're laughing because it's famous last words. Yeah. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. And it's hard in a way that you can't explain Mm -hmm. until you're in it. Because my best friend at the time. It's a different grind. Yeah. She was like, what do you mean it's hard? I'm like, well, I cry a lot. And I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm like afraid the baby's going to die every minute. So, uh, you know, you go through all that. And then eventually, like right when she was nine months old and I felt like I was kind of getting the hang of it, I found Mm -hmm. out I was pregnant with my son, which was... Oh, my God. I know. I I don't know who needs to hear this, but nursing is not birth control. So just do what what you need to with that information. A hundred percent. Right? So... I, I mean, I'm so grateful. I have friends who struggled to get pregnant the second time. So I wasn't like... I wasn't ungrateful. I was just like, unexpected. oh my gosh, right, yeah. unexpected. I just did this. And so when he was born, when my son was born, I, I had two under two. And that's when I really just lost myself in motherhood. I had no idea what I wanted. I don't. I didn't remember that girl who had goals and dreams. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just was in the day-to-day of, did I brush my teeth today? Am I going to be able to shower? And just <laughs> keeping my toddler from murdering my infant And then I had to admit after like two years that I wasn't happy. And I went to my husband. I felt really bad about it because he's out there grinding away so that I can be home with these kids and I'm not happy about it. And he was really supportive, which was great. And I I just told him, I need something that's mine outside of being mommy and wife. I just Mm -hmm. have to have some kind of something to look forward to, some way to use my brain in a different way. And I Mm -hmm. didn't want to go back to practicing what I call big law. So I started a home-based business, and that's when I really learned what it's like to live in survival mode, like to have piles of dishes in the sink and laundry that doesn't get done and eating in the car while, you know, standing up. And through that process of, like, falling on my face while trying to have a career and have a family and be the mom I wanted to be, I came up with some systems and some hacks, and I realized that they were translatable to other moms. And when I realized that I could teach other moms how to 
get off the hot mess express, <laughs> I kind of got into the coaching thing. That's amazing. What do you think your biggest challenge in starting that business was? I think just taking the first step. It's like anything else. Like right when you decided to start a podcast, you, mm-hmm. you, there's all this stuff that overwhelms you. It's something different. It's not something that you you know. And that's scary. And, yeah. and so I think the biggest challenge for me was just taking the first step. Like, how do I create a website? How how do I get, you know, visible for people to find me? And I always tell moms now, whenever you're starting something new, just take one step, one mm-hmm. step. And the next step will always reveal itself. You don't need to know what steps two, three, and four are to take step number one. And so that's what I did. I just, I again, like I did it myself and then I was able to teach other people how to do it. But I think that belief and just being able to have the courage to take the first step was the hardest thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I totally agree. I feel like it's funny when you say like survival mode and dishes and laundry. Like um, I'm not necessarily 100% type A. Like I'm a lot of type A, but I'm not all the way there. So like mm-hmm. I'm I'm in between. And I think that, you know, it's so funny when all everyone – found out I was pregnant with twins, they're like, oh my God, you better get your time management on. Because like, that's the one thing I'm like, eh, this is cool. We could do it then or this time, you know? And I think that, um, like, would you say that there is a one piece of advice that is very generalized that would help everyone? Is it like, sort your time management out, get a good schedule, have your goal? Like, is there one thing that you feel like you are always teaching to people all the time or, or kind of answering for them? Yeah, the time management piece is a huge thing because when you have children, you realize that that time management struggle is a beast because Mm -hmm. if you want to do things like you're an Olympian, I mean, you still have those goals. (laughs) You still got that drive. Mm -hmm. When you have things in your life that you want to pursue and you have humans who Mm -hmm. literally depend on you to live, your day can be eaten up really quickly. So I always tell moms the, the most important thing is to just be intentional. Be on purpose about it, just like mm-hmm. the way you would with anything else. You plan out, you know, if you are you have an appointment or if you are throwing a party, you would be really on purpose about all of those things. Just be that way with the rest of your life. I, it's, it's, it sounds rigid, but it's not. It's, it's so freeing and it sort of removes decision fatigue. Like, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing tomorrow at this time and I'm going to prepare for myself to be doing that at that time. And of course, you have to be flexible with yourself mm-hmm. because if your kid barfs on you or <laughs> someone gets sick or gets sent home from school early, things have to adjust. But for the most part, 80% of the time when you're living that way, you're going to feel like you're winning. And by the way, you are. You're going to be <laughs> actually achieving goals and you're going to be showing up for things you want to show up for and being the mom you want to be versus letting everybody else or all the things that are urgent but not important dictate your next move. And then you feel at the end of the day, like, what did I do today? What did I actually do with my life today? And, it's, and it can it really wears on you. It's so funny. I'm like laughing at all the times I thought like, oh, my God, it's 8 p.m. I got to go to the gym. Like, what am I doing? You know, like, oh, my God, you know, Um, it's so funny. So what age would you say, like, do you feel like your kids were where you're like, I got this down and I feel really good about like motherhood? Or is it still like, you know, you're I I don't think anyone can be absolutely perfect. Mother is never going to be perfect. But is there a point that you feel like, all right, like, I feel good about this. I feel like I'm balancing everything. I will say I don't love the word balance because I don't think it's a realistic standard for mom. I think that there are going to be days that are work heavy and there are going to be days that are family heavy and we just have to be okay with that. So I prefer the word harmony. And I I think that I began to harmonize better 
Mm-hmm. Probably when everyone was peeing in the toilet, that was probably when it got a little bit easier. Um, but to your point earlier, no, I mean, I, I don't feel like I've arrived. Every stage with my kids is a stage I've never experienced mm-hmm. before. So they're now nine and 10 and a half. And so I can speak to all those moms who have little kids, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what it's like to have a middle schooler because she hasn't gone yet. And I don't know what it's like to have a teenager or to have a kid going through hormones. And I know all that's going to Throw me for another world, but I'll, I'll just write another book on it. I was just going to say, you should just write another book and we'll all read it and learn from your <laughs> your experiences. So tell us about your book, but definitely wear mascara. Um, what were your biggest challenges you feel that were, you know, in completing that book? I think, you know, I love writing, but I, I think that making the time to write was the biggest challenge. And so again, mm. I just had to be on purpose about it. I had to really think through what is most likely going to stop me from completing this task. Like if I set aside 30, it was 30 minutes a day. I wrote it in 30 minutes, 30 minute increments on Google Docs every day. And so before I set those time slots, I was like, who or what is most likely to get in my way and keep me from doing this? And it was, of course, going to be, you know, my kids or I still practice law part time. Um, So I had to figure out a time when none of those obstacles would be a factor. And that was at 5.30 in the morning. And so that's what I did. I, I got up early and that was the very first thing I did. And if I didn't do anything else in my morning routine, but did that, I felt like I was winning because I did the most important thing. And then it compounds. And every day I had a little bit more written until it was done. I think that's really good advice because I think that, you know, put doing your most important task first and getting that out of the way, like if you just let little things build up, build up, then it's an overwhelming feeling where you're like, I, I have so much to do versus like, I'm going to get the most important thing done right away. And then, you know, and, and what I do is I kind of like look at what I need to do and the, the things that are least important are like, I can push back a little bit, but the most important are I like try to take care of because I know they'll stress me out the most. Yeah. So I really, really like that, that advice. Um, what time do you go to bed? You wake up at 5.30. That's amazing. I go to bed between 9.30 and 10, which gives me seven to seven and a half hours. So it's, I, it sounds early, but like seven and a no. half hours is a good amount of sleep and I feel good. That's great. I have a teammate that right now laughing at her because she literally is in I call her Nana she's in bed at like 7 30 I cannot oh, wow. text her yeah she's like rainstorm going sound machine she's like <laughs> a baby as an adult it's so funny blackout she puts garbage bags on the windows it's wow. so funny what time does she wake up she wakes up I think her like without I think like 5 or 6 a.m she's like up but she's in bed at 7 30 and then she probably falls asleep by like nine mm-hmm. but um I was just we were just talking I was just joking her about it because I bought um like blackout like on the window because I didn't realize that the babies just did better when it was like completely black in the room um yeah a cave basically and um yeah so I'm just laughing but um what do you think a mother reading your book could get out of so what I really want all moms who read this book to get out of it is that they are the center of their household You as the mom are the center of your household. And so when you're feeling joyful, when you're feeling fulfilled, when you're feeling peaceful, that's going to spill over into everything else you do in your life, all your important relationships, and especially the way you parent. And that ripple effect 
it really can, I feel like change the world because you change the world one heart at a time and you change hearts by changing the center of the household. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think it's really important for you to make yourself a priority. You have to remember, I'm the center of my household. I need to be a priority. (laughs) I need to be taking time to work out. Or maybe it's just to like wake up 10 minutes earlier and read like that trashy fiction novel that you've been wanting to escape into, right? While you have a cup of coffee before everyone's like, mom, mom, where's this? Just having that time for yourself to really get centered is so important and it affects everything else you do and especially how you show up for your kids, which in turn affects how they view the world and how they show up in the world. That's really good advice and I totally agree. Like if I go to the gym, I am like, I could literally run around, do whatever the baby's daddy needs. I'll do whatever. If I know I have to go to the gym in the back of my head, I'm like, got to go to the gym and I'm doing everything. But like, it's just a different mindset. So I think that that's the one thing that I need to do preparing for my professional season that I'm in preseason for right now is, you know, get that out of the way, make sure that's good. And I could be a better version of myself for everybody. Um, So I really love that advice. So what advice do you have for me as a professional athlete that um, wants to get back to the U.S. Women's National Team, but also has twins under one. They're going to be nine months in like two weeks. So they're eight and a half months. You're, you're doing amazing. So <laughs> Thank my, you. Advice, my advice <laughs> is to be nice to yourself. Yeah. I'm sure that you have a lot of opportunity to tell yourself you're not doing enough or that you aren't showing up the way you want to because you're getting, when you're practicing or you're working out, you're thinking you should be with your kids. And when you're with your kids, you're thinking the other way around. And there's a lot of chances there for you to be hard on yourself. So Mm -hmm. my encouragement to you is to be nice to yourself because you're doing something amazing. You're raising two incredible humans. You're performing at something that like 1% of the world gets to do. Like you're that good. So (laughs) just take those opportunities to to remind yourself about how great you are and how much you're contributing to the world like we need moms like you who have a light to shine to to like stand out there in their power and shine their light it's inspiring and it shows everyone who comes after you that they can do it too and and you can no yeah I think that it's funny because there's like few moms in my league and they um they had a baby came back to play and they're like almost better than they were before they left and they're, that's always a stigma I think around females as uh, athletes like that you have a baby you're done oh uh-huh. I got so many questions that are you retiring and I'm like why would I retire like I feel like I'm at the prime like, oh, right now like, yeah yeah exactly like relax um yeah so many people obviously like mostly men were asking if I'm gonna and I'm like, no, not even a a question. But currently in your motherhood journey, it's different from, you know, when you were trying to sort it out. Um, What is your biggest challenge you feel is now as they're a little bit older? The biggest challenge now is that they are legit humans, which is a great thing. (laughs) But legit humans have opinions and they have (laughs) attitudes. And so just trying to maintain that new level of connecting and like letting them have their independence, but also still being like, don't you love me? You want to hang out with me? <laughs> like it's, that has been a little bit of a challenge, but it's also a beautiful thing to watch them grow into their independence and tell me emphatically, I don't like that, or I don't want to do that. And just to see their, the way their opinions and their personalities are forming has been awesome. But it is, it is a challenge because they don't always do what I tell them to do like they did when I was two, <laughs> when they were two. <laughs> when you were two, when yeah. they were two. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually can't, I, uh, 
I'm like, they're just crawling and like trying to like stand up on their own. And like, I'm like, I don't know if I want you. Like they're already, I'm having to like box them in, like, yeah. you know, and, and um, putting everything in their mouth. And I'm like, do I really yeah. want you guys to walk yet? Like, I don't know. I'm gonna have to chase you guys around. I know, it's um, a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm so, it's so amazing to see them kind of, and it's funny because I think now that they're, like they're more human than they were when they were just like eat, sleep, get my diaper changed. No, right. now they're like trying to talk and like whatever. It's um, amazing. But yeah, but they're really not. Okay, so what is the most, what do you think the most common question you get about parenthood? I get a lot based on people who follow me. How do you do it all? Mm. And the answer is I don't. <laughs> and I think Trick that's question. really, yeah. really important for, for moms to understand. Because especially when you're a working mom, there's a lot that needs to get done in your life. But it doesn't all have to be done by you. And realizing that it's okay and actually necessary to ask for help is a huge first step. A lot of moms don't want to do that. Like they feel mm-hmm. like makes them less of a mom or mm-hmm. makes them a bad mom. But I, I'm all about outsourcing help for things that are that need to get done but don't need to be done by you like grocery shopping even like like I outsource who's gonna watch my kids sometimes right like Mm -hmm. I get babysitters that's a form of outsourcing Mm -hmm. so that I can nurture my marriage and that relationship with my husband because my kids wouldn't exist if we never got together and I'm not gonna forget that I need to you know Mm -hmm. honor my priorities and a lot of times thinking you have to do it all yourself gets in the way of loving your mom life. Cause it's, of course, if you think you have to do everything yourself, it's really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And there's so many times I've, I felt that and we just hired a nanny cause when I'm in season, I just need yeah. help. Like I physically, I mean, there's two, so it's like me. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's going to be interesting season. We'll see how, how it goes, but um in this entire process from career to motherhood to being a mom coach, what are the biggest things that you feel you learned? I have learned that it's okay to make mistakes. And I like to say that I've been through a lot of trial and improvement because I fall on my face all the time, all the time. Like I've done a lot. I've gotten to where I am today by being willing to try things and being mm-hmm. okay when they don't work out. Like, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's try this. Mm-hmm. And through that process, I've grown so much and I've learned so much about what works for me as a mom, but also, interestingly, what also seems to help other moms. And I love that I can take all those times that I went face down and maybe help another mom and keep her from doing that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to unnecessarily go through this. Stuff. I've already <laughs> done that and that's not going to work. And I, I really feel like it gives purpose to some of my past pain, which has been really cool to see play out. That's awesome. Um, I love that so much. Um, I just I kind of want to touch back on the time management mm-hmm. aspect that we kind of spoke about, because that's something that I need to improve on. <laughs> um, how would you say time management plays like a role in all the advice that you're giving to other moms, like how is time management really important? Kind of how do you advise on that? Do it's, people need a plan and set schedules or is it like, a like, yeah, what's your... I think so. That's yeah. my advice. I'm definitely on the time block, plan it out side of the fence. And it sounds like camp counselor clipboard ridgy, but um, 
it's really very freeing once you have your day or your weeks planned out to be like, what am I, you know, you don't have to wonder like, what am I going to do next? Or what should I be doing right now? That should, mm-hmm. should, should. So I always recommend on Sunday when things tend to be a little bit quieter to just sit down put pen to paper and just do a complete mental dump of everything that's swimming around in your brain. Everything. Doesn't matter how big it is. Doesn't matter if it's a tiny little thing. If it's something you never think you're going to have time for. If it's on your mind, it's taking some kind of energy from you. Mm-hmm. And so I dump all of that out once a week. And then I go back through the list. I, I happen to go back through the list. If, if you don't even want to go through the list, just making the mental dump is going to help you. But I go back through my <laughs> list. I prioritize it. And I use those priorities to deter- make so that I can figure out for the f- coming week, how am I going to spend my time knowing that this is weighing on me, knowing that this is important to me, where am I going to fit it in? I'm intentional about that. Because otherwise another week will go by and I'll be like, dang, I didn't do that again. It's still there. <laughs> Why? Because I didn't actually take mm-hmm. the time to make it a priority and fit it into my schedule. This stuff doesn't happen by itself. You know, you've, you've got to be intentional. I think that's really important. There are so many things I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about this. And it's like if I just wrote it down and just Mm -hmm. made it even like got it out onto paper and I'm really visual like learner and and that's how I remember a lot. So um, I think that's really, really important. Um, I wanted to ask more about um, but definitely wear mascara. I love this this feminine touch to like you being a mom and and, as well. Can you just talk about um, that book in general a little bit, just kind of the difference of your ideal mom life and kind of what people can get out of it. So the the title of the book, but definitely wear mascara (laughs) is a a little bit of a metaphor. And if you see the cover, it's me with my two kids standing in front of me screaming at each other and I'm pulling my hair out. (laughs) And it's kind of like, you know what? Life might be crazy and your kids might be driving you a little bit bonkers, but do something, no matter mm-hmm. how little it is, that's just for you to take care of yourself. And so no actual mascara is required, <laughs> but insert whatever your small, tiny little piece of self-care is there. And so the the whole theme is like, how do you love your mom life? How do you love yourself a little bit more so that you can, again, as a son of your household, radiate that energy to the rest of your family. And that's what your ideal mom life is about as well. It's your ideal mom life, not mine, not Allie's, not, you know, the mom down the street with the seven kids who all have iron shirts and, you know, coiffed hair, your ideal mom life, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. But it all begins with loving yourself a little bit more. And a lot of times that starts with speaking to yourself the way you would speak to someone you love. And then taking care of your life and your priorities, the way you would plan anything for your kids or, you know, when you're hosting a party or for Thanksgiving, right, you would plan it out. And so I really encourage moms to just take their power back by thinking through those things and being more intentional with their lives. I love that. I know a lot of moms feel guilty for maybe things that they're not doing or things that they wish they could or want to, but don't, um, whatever realm that that fits in. But what advice do you have for people that feel that mom guilt? Mom guilt is real, and it's definitely something we all struggle with. However, it's also a choice when you really think about it. And I know that your first thought is not always something that you feel like you can control, But your second thought is something you can take responsibility for. And so uh, this goes back to being nice to yourself. In those moments, you're going to have a million opportunities 
to feel guilty and to feel like you failed your kid. I mean, it happens in the littlest things. You forget to send money for book fair or today's Valentine's Day. And, you know, my kids have a thing at school where they get Valentine's Day grams. And my one of my really good friends forgot to buy the grams. And she was like, oh, and I'm like, look, your kids know you love them. You, you'll learn next, you know, from it this time <laughs> and move on. Like, it's your choice to sit there and stew in that feeling of guilt. And then, I, I mean, I want to ask you, does it help anything? Can you change something that's already happened? Are you making anything better by telling yourself how much you suck and that you should feel <laughs> guilty and that you're a bad mom? No, you're not. So, I mean, if you want to take a second to wallow, take a second. I'm all about experiencing your emotions. And then realize that the longer that you stay in that emotion the more you are choosing to relive a moment that's already passed. So just we, we've got to kind of band together. And when we see our, our fellow moms doing that, help them come out of it because it doesn't help anything. And it's really just it's making us love our mom lives less. We can all we, we all make mistakes. We're all going to do it. We're going to do it until our, our kids are in their 70s. So we just have to be nice to ourselves and realize that we're doing the best we can. And everything we do for our kids is coming from a place of love. It's really, really great advice. Um, what is your mom goal for the week? My mom goal is to, this is a great question. So many, right? Like That's what I think. I'm like. <laughs> so I have a goal of completing certain things in my life. So I'm actually writing another book. This one's fiction. So my goal is to have a few more chapters of that done, but also for that writing time not to interfere with my kid time. Like I want my kids to always know how important they are to me and that they are a huge priority in my life. So my mom goal is to marry those two things this week. I love that. And make sure that everybody feels like they're winning. I love that. Wait, you just made me want to ask you one more question. What yeah. do you do if you have allotted time for something for yourself and your kids are like, you know, needing you or interrupting that in that space? That happens all the time. I actually <laughs> just on Etsy went and bought a little sign that says mom's quiet time and I put it on my door and I can hear them out there being like, it's mom's quiet time. <laughs> but if they can't wait, I just, I'm very intentional in the interruptions about making them know that I'm not annoyed with them. I sometimes get annoyed with the interruptions. So I, I will say to them, you're really important to me and I want to help you right now. I can't because I'm doing X, Y, Z, but I will come back to you as soon as I can. Like I want, I, I say those words. I, I don't want them to guess or like wonder mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. Um, but if it's something where I really need to get up right then and there, then I, you know, I, I hit the pause button. And then sometimes I use a timer. Like I'm I sit there for 30 minutes and I, so I'll pause the timer and then I'll see how much time I have left. And if I can't get it, get back to it the way I wanted to in that time slot, then I try to tack it on somewhere else or, or here's an option. I just forgive myself for not being able to get it done that day. And I'm like, you know what? I did as much as I could and I'm not going to berate myself for not being able to do the rest. That's great advice. There's so many good things that I know so many moms will listen and just take in. And um, I hope everyone reads your book and goes to your site and just learns everything because I think you're helping so many moms. So it's amazing. Thank you. And thanks for having me. You're super yeah. inspiring. Keep Thank doing what you. you're doing. We need to see more moms like you putting themselves out there and stretching themselves. It's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you to Nikki and all her advice for tackling mom life and loving yourself, 
a little more. My mom goal for the week is to help my babies get on a better sleep schedule in a completely different environment and a different hotel. See you next week on Mom Goals. This has been Mom Goals with Allie Long. Please like, rate, and review. Mom Goals is a gallery media group production. 